This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. podcast. My name is Alexi Wasser, former host of the Love Alexi podcast, trying to resume the title of Love Alexi podcast host. Uh, yeah, it's been about, mm, it's been over a year and here we are. Welcome back to the motherfucking show. Uh, I hope you're enjoying your pandemic wherever you are. Uh, welcome to the quarantine lockdown pandemic revolution episodes of the Love Alexi podcast. I am currently experiencing Thanksgiving completely alone, staring at a wall, talking into the ether, but, but it's okay if, you, if, you, if you're listening out there. If ears are open to receiving the sounds of my voice, my sweet, sweet voice, and none of this is in vain. Oh my fucking God. Where do I even begin? I feel like, I feel like my neighbors are having a party or having like a super spreader party. And I'm most concerned about the fact that I wasn't even invited. These assholes. Oh my God. I just, the mic just hit my teeth. Oh, well, what else could go wrong? Oh my goodness. So we're doing it. It's November 26th. 2020 uh last i spoke as a podcast host of this very podcast the love alexi podcast this is a by the way drink every time i say the word podcast uh until you vomit thank you um last i was here i think i was in a relationship i know i was uh i was in a relationship i was probably spiraling over something uh and uh and now the most bizarre thing is while I'm experiencing my first pandemic. I don't know about you out there, but this is definitely my first pandemic. Um, even though I'm in the midst, we are in the mix, midst of uh, our very first pandemic. I've never been happier. I, I, I don't I, It feels horrible to say that because you have to do the disclaimer because, you know, like when you DM your friends, uh, or people that you're reaching out to during the during the pandemic, and, and people are like, "How you doing? What's going on? Like, what have you been up to? How's your pandemic going?" And and if you if you're enjoying the quiet, the silence of the seclusion, you know, if you, it's hard to say that because there's so many other crazy things going on in the world. There's like a you know a racial injustice revolution situation happening where you know just like civil rights are being dealt with. You know, finally, it's only been for, forever. Anyway, so you know. Uh, the the presidential election just uh, 
this this fucking virus, the surges, the loss of jobs, uh, closing of businesses, separation of families and friends and whatever. So many things are going on. And yet sometimes, I'm sure you've experienced this, maybe you haven't, but I have for sure. And I've been one of the people who have said it. Oh, you know, I'm actually, I, I, I feel like I was born to quarantine. Like I love it because I'm an introvert, believe it or not. And I, I like being home alone. I like having the excuse not to see anybody. Um, but then you have to say, you know, of course, you know, there's all the other stuffs going on in the world. It's like, you know, it's, uh, of course, all this other stuff. Yeah, but, but I am enjoying the silence. I like the fact that it's giving me the opportunity to quiet myself. And that is all I'm saying. I'm enjoying the time. I stopped drinking. I am single. I am out of a relationship that was not right for me. I'm not going to get into it. How dare you stop trying to make me none of your business, none of your beeswax even. Uh, but I lost myself. I wasn't happy for a long time. Neither his fault nor mine. Really don't want to get into it. I feel like you're just like, you're twisting my arm here. Okay. It's none of your business. I said, anyway, cut to, as they say in Tinseltown slash showbiz slash Holly weird, uh, cut to here I am now happier than I've been in a long, 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 long time despite the fact that, uh, you know, the pandemic lockdown quarantine situation happening. And thank fucking God. What a miracle. I can't believe it. I have not had alcohol in over a year. I stopped drinking last October. Uh, so it's been a little bit over a year. Not because I felt like I was an alcoholic. Definitely had some moments where I drank too much to, uh, to yeah, I tried to quiet my mind uh, with alcohol. Now I'm just doing it with a pandemic. Okay. Anyway, um, I removed alcohol from my life a year ago because uh, I just wanted more clarity and I really wanted to sit in my feelings uh, and understand everything going on in my life and understand myself and get to know myself better. Um, I'm so shy to say that, that I've got to like put on a voice and like do like air quotes, like get to know myself. But like, I actually mean that sincerely and earnestly, but I'm just too much of a little bitch to uh, say it earnestly. Anyway, I think I've covered all my my bases. Um, so here we are. Eight or nine months into the pandemic. Eight months into the pandemic, almost nine months. My my quarantine lockdown started March 13th. Anyway, yes, I joined a 12 step. No, I'm not going to tell you which one. Okay. I, 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 a breakup happened a year ago. I also stopped drinking a year ago. I also joined a 12 step, not for alcohol, not for drugs, not for debt, not for gambling, uh, not for food, for something else. I'll leave it at that. None of your fucking business. Jesus. Anyway, um, so I'm glad we're all together here now. And uh, I just thought I missed this. I missed you. Yeah, you. I'm actually talking to you. I know you're like, she's not talking to me. She can't even see me. She doesn't even know I'm listening to this podcast. I wouldn't even tell her I was listening. I'm not even friends with her on Instagram. No, no, I know it's you. I, I'm i talking directly to you. I'm glad you're here because I missed you and all of you, really. Um, I, ooh, you know what I did during this pandemic? I safely, wearing a mask, via the David Lynch Foundation, took a... A transcendental meditation course. Unbelievable. Meditation is the most boring, but this is this is pre-pandemic me. 
Meditation is the most boring thing in the world. Oh my God, am I doing it right? I'm having so many thoughts and feelings. Oh God, I'm not doing it right. Oh God, focus, focus, focus. Oh fuck, I fucked it all up. Fuck, I'm not getting what I'm supposed to get out of the meditation. Everybody else does it right, but I'm having all these thoughts. Uh, that's how it usually is for me, whether I use uh, whether I use the Calm meditation app, whether I use Headspace, whether I use, there's some other one called, starts with an I, Insight Timer. Um, so what I did was, for a long time, I've been wanting to learn Transcendental Meditation because I'm a big fan of David Lynch and I think he's super cool and has all the secrets to life. And I've heard him explain the scientific-based research on why meditation is fantastic for you and how it gets you to the state of, well, listen, I, I've only been doing it for a few months, so I can't really get into all of it, but uh, somewhere on my Instagram page, it explains. I post, uh, I ripped off some video of David Lynch explaining exactly why meditation is scientifically proven to work to get you to some fantastic uh, realm of consciousness. Anyway, even being out of work, I wrote to these people and I went, listen, I don't have a job, but I'm sober. I'm in a 12-step program. I'm really trying to do the work, as they say, as Jordan Firstman would say. Have you fallen in love with Jordan Firstman on Instagram, by the way? If you have not followed Jordan Instagram, wait, what? If you have not followed Jordan Firstman on Instagram, you're missing out. He is uh, a light, a joy in this pandemic. Uh, he does impressions. He has people tell him secrets, and then he responds to the people's secrets in his stories. It's incredible. Just go to his page. I'm sure you're already there. I'm sure you're already friending him uh, or have friended him. Anyway, um, as Jordan Firstman would say, I was doing the work. I'm doing the work. The work, the work, the work, the internal work, the deep dive inward. Um, but I'm out of work. I'm out of like actual work. And uh, I wrote to them and I went, listen, I can't spend a gazillion dollars on these on this transcendental meditation course of like four sessions and they give you a mantra and it like makes you feel very chic in Hollywood or whatever. It makes you feel like uh, Jeff Goldblum in Annie Hall where uh, Diane Keaton and Woody Allen. I know it's not politically correct to talk about Woody Allen, but I'm just referring to a movie that's been around for a long time that is a cultural reference point. Anyway, it's when Annie Hall uh, and, you know, uh, Diane Keaton and Woody Allen go to Los Angeles and there's like a scene and it's like, the first movie that Jeff Goldblum was ever in and the camera pans across the party scene happening and they pan across the room as Woody Allen and Diane Keaton are leaving the frame and you see Jeff Goldblum and he's on the phone looking so fucking sexy. He's on the phone leaning against a wall and he says, hey, yeah, I forgot my mantra. Or maybe it's just I forgot my mantra, not hey, not yeah. I was just trying to ease into it. That was more for me. So that's what that's the kind of acting I do. I, I need to ease into it for a second. Okay. Anyway, um, so I've wanted to do transcendental meditation for a long time, but it's like it can be a lot of money. I, I hear it's, it's like a gazillion dollars. That's uh, You can quote me on that. It's a gazillion dollars. And I wrote to them, and they had a like a grant program where you could get like some kind of uh, – you know, you can get a better a better rate on transcendental meditation because of COVID, because of the pandemic. And I just thought this is perfect. This is if they'll have me, I would love to do this. So I I got the grant 
I went to four sessions, two in person, two over Zoom. I have my mantra. I'll never tell. How dare you? You know what? Now I look back and I think to when I, I have lots of friends who who have their own mantra and they've done transcendental meditation via the David Lynch Foundation. And, uh, and I look back in my mind's eye and I remember a time when I was so naive and so selfish. I used to ask my friends, just tell me, just tell me, what's, what's, what's your mantra? Just tell me what your mantra is. Come on, what's your mantra? I would never do that now. How fucking rude. No way. It's personal. It's top secret stuff. So I have my own mantra. Never going to tell. How dare you? Um, and it's the only meditation I actually look forward to. And I do group meditations on Zoom. This guy, Bob Roth, who's like the coziest man. He's got such a cute, sweet, cozy voice. And then he, you go every day at 3 p.m. I click onto this Zoom link. I can't believe I didn't even know what Zoom was. March of 2020. March of this year, I had no idea what Zoom was. Then I found out. Then I told my mom in like April or May. My mom was like, what's Zoom? And I was like, ugh, you don't know what Zoom is? Like I just figured it out, but I wanted to be like an asshole and wheeled it over her head like a know-it-all little punk bitch. And uh, me, not her. And, uh, and now she's all about Zoom. And now we're all just about Zoom. We're all just Zooming all over the place. It's like, why would we even Skype now? It's ridiculous. Anyway, um... So every day, three o'clock, you can also, maybe I do it twice a day too sometimes, live group meditations, up to 5,000 people on each meditation. And Bob Roth, he will read a quote or he'll talk about something scientific and fascinating or spiritual, fascinating, interesting, what have you, um, that, you know, will make your life nicer and expand your mind somehow or other. Um, and then we do the 20 minute meditation. And it's the most gentle, easy breezy, casual, cool, childlike meditation I've ever done in my life. And I never feel guilty. I never think I do it wrong. You know, thoughts come and you just get back to your mantra and it's the greatest. And I do this twice a day. And I, I feel the difference. But the crazy thing is when I talk to people, not in person because it's a fucking pandemic and that's not happening. But uh, when I talk to people on Zoom or catch up with my friends, or talk to my mom because uh, I quarantined over at her house at the beginning of the quarantine just to feel not alone and feel cozy. Anyway, other people around me feel the difference of having done the meditation. And I also think not drinking helps. It just makes me, makes me feel less all over the place. I don't know if you know this about me, but I have a kind of a, maybe you can tell, but my mind is all over the place and I can spiral easily. I have... I have been known to overthink and I could, I can go down mental spiral wormholes uh, at the drop of a hat, but I have not been doing that lately. And I really feel like it's because I removed alcohol from my life. Now I feel like I act more drunk now because like when I was drinking, it was like, oh, social anxiety. Like I want to like kind of ease into the night or I'm trying to hide or I can't deal with all the thoughts and feelings in my head. And now I'm like, Wee! now I'm like fully it was like already inside me that's what one of my friends said like that you know what you access when you drink it's already in you so you don't even need it so anyway that's great but ho- but it's been very easy not to drink because a lot of people are drinking more but for me I feel like it's very easy to not drink and to remove alcohol from my life during a quarantine lockdown pandemic revolution because there's nothing to celebrate 
we're all isolating or uh, we should be even though there's a fucking super spreader Thanksgiving party going on next door anyway um so where was I going with any of this I don't know I'm just trying to tell you I'm doing meditation I'm just trying to brag um where am I going with this anyway who cares the point is that's what I've been up to here we are now and I just wanted to come back here and officially say, welcome back to the Love Alexi podcast. I will be checking in weekly. I will be reading emails from you, from all of you out there. Luckily, I go on so many tangents. Uh, you'll feel as though I, I have a guest on because uh, of all the different personalities that you may experience uh, on my uh, self-imposed tangential journeys. Okay, so... Uh, before I get to this week's emails, which by the way, thank you very much because you, all of you who sent in emails, all of you who sent in emails are my guests this week and I can't thank you enough. Thank you very much. Um, before I get to those emails, uh, I have a few things to mention. First of all, if you and I are not friends on Instagram, what are we even doing? All right. I'm going to need you to move those little fingers of yours and follow me on Instagram at Alexi Wasser. If you like this podcast, if, uh, if, I mean, listen, we're all probably starving and out of work. It's, I mean, I hope we are. I hope we're all in this together. Um, but if by any chance you feel like, wow, I really like what Alexi's doing and I, and I realize she's out of work and it's a quarantine pandemic lockdown revolution and she, she needs money, I would love to donate because I enjoy her podcast and I'm so glad she's back. Oh, thank you very much. If you would like to make a donation to this here Love Alexi podcast show and, uh, you know, to encourage me to keep going and just, you know, to keep food in, in my uh in my stomach. Thank you. Uh, I would love that. You can find me on Venmo at Alexi Wasser. It's not begging when it's a pandemic. All right. I just had to put that out there because this is now my official day job podcasting and uh, just talking to your emails. Um, send your emails, by the way. Uh, send emails and uh, advertising inquiries to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. And uh, I think I've said enough about all that. Let's get let's get to the good stuff. Let's get to the show. Let's get to the good stuff. Well, I stopped podcasting for a year and a half, and I'm like, who do I, who the hell do I think I think I am? This is uh, all right. Let me just get to it. All right. First email. Alexi, I desperately need your advice. I was divorced in early October, which is its own messy story. But I accepted his proposal for divorce. Oh, I like how you did that there. Okay. <clears throat> and in the interim, I met another guy, someone I love and have chemistry with. Problems. He may only love me when he's drunk. Also, he's a gazillion percent an alcoholic, and that's what I need to avoid. But I like him. We have no future for when we spend time together and done to the conclusion okay I don't know if this is if English is your second language if so no worries but if you're drunk while you're writing this email because uh because this guy is dragging you down or you're his enabler 
I can't back that. But I'm going to keep, I'm going to plow through. By the way, just so everybody knows, side note of a side note, I've not read any of these emails prior to the show. I don't know if that's a pro move or if that just shows you how rusty I am in my podcasting skills. Don't forget to take a shot. Podcast. Okay. <clears throat> Back to the email. We have no future for when we spend time together and done to the conclusions that sometimes we say we were meant to wait for one another because we were we are own love and meant to be together. But it's not long lasting. One thing, and it's gotten better, is that his cock. Oh my goodness, I had no idea the word cock was going to be in this fun email. Oh my, geez Louise. Okay. One thing, and it's gotten better, is that his cock does not perform sexually. Oh, that's a bummer. I want to be loved and I want to be desired by a man with a big cock who makes me. Oh my God. This must be a prank email, but whatever. This is what it says. I'm going to continue reading. I want to be desired by a man with a big cock who makes me bleed. That's a sign of good sex for me. I'm sorry. Yikes. I don't know if I can continue reading this as a person. But I will try. But Alexi, this time he has fucked me and it's been fine. He is not into postcoital. There are red flags. Like he has three DUIs and is actually a felon. Something I won't want to talk about, but it's necessary, I thunk. I think. Spelled thunk. Love it. This is this is fun. I need this. I feel like I'm at a at a party, like at a at a wild, crazy party reading this email filled with grammatical errors and misspellings. This is just like makes me feel loose. Okay. Alexi, here's the things. I love him. We watch sports together and I don't sew that. But my desire to be so close, no, and I want him to love me. Help this godforsaken mess. Thank you for getting back into podcasting. You are acing my life. Listen, thank you for your email. I apologize, uh, anonymous, because I'm not going to say your name out loud. Um, I apologize if it seems like I was making fun of your email because I've, I have a lot of friends who are pranksters. So I had to cover my ass and assume that I'm potentially being pranked. That's on me. I have a lot of trust issues and I didn't mean for that to, to, uh, you know, overflow into our relationship. Thank you for trusting me with your email. Here's what I have to say. Get out while you can. This sounds like a fucking nightmare. This is not love. This is a nightmare. By the way, the mark of good sex is not bleeding after a man enters you. Um, let me just pause and have the personal thoughts I'm going to have in my head about what I just said. Yeah, it's not a good sign. It's not not a good sign, but it's not the sign you need. It sounds like that's not what you should be looking for. Um, you can have wonderful sex with a man who's well-endowed or not without bleeding I'm uncomfortable and I feel like I'm losing followers but that's fine I barely have a need to begin with anyway um three DUIs this is extreme all of this I, I I'm gonna just get to the point three DUIs he's always drunk you're bleeding during sex you said it's not very good anyway postcoital he's a no-go at uh and you just get out of a relationship this sounds like a nightmare I I would recommend uh backing away from the situation 
and going to a 12-step meeting, potentially Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, because it sounds like this is a very codependent relationship, going from one unhealthy relationship to another one with no time in between to reflect, think, feel, heal, or what have you. Um, But you have great taste in podcasters. Okay. Jeez Louise. What a way to rip off the Band-Aid. I'm rusty, but that really like sobered me up. Okay. This next email says, Dear Alexi, please don't use my full name. Mike is okay. You can call me Mike. Longtime fan of the podcast and your Instagram content. Currently spending the day after Thanksgiving with a broken heart. Spent yesterday and some of today fighting for my relationship. I have no more fight in me. I've accepted the loss, but it doesn't make it any easier. In April, I was spending my free time on Twitch. One of the just chatting streamers I was following had a friend who wanted to start her own stream. It was one of those love at first sight moments, but is that really a thing? She had an aura I was drawn to. At the time, I was freelancing as a marketing specialist and didn't have a ton of work. This girl's story was heartbreaking. She had been with someone for six years, married July 2019, and left for another woman Thanksgiving 2019. I offered to help build her stream free of charge, socially distanced, of course. I figured it would give us both something to do during the peak of stay at home and an opportunity to get to know each other. I had no expectations, and if I'm being completely honest, she felt out of my league. Her friend, who was already an established streamer, wasn't very happy an outsider was being brought in. Things started off very rocky, and soon enough, the friend pulled all her support, and it was just the two of us. I taught myself skills just to keep the ball rolling, like making emojis and sub-badges. We're really getting inside of this whole, like, Twitch community. This is, like... The, the craziest inside scoop I've ever gotten on Twitch. All right, let me just jump back into this email. Um, all right. I taught myself skills just to keep the ball rolling, like making emojis and sub badges. She was constantly wanting to give up, but I kept telling her she could do it. I studied the Twitch platform and came to the dark conclusion that it monetized loneliness. I mean, that's kind of why I was there. We kept tweaking the stream until eventually the average viewers were 50, then 60, 75, and then over 100. I helped give her a platform. Wait, is this an ad for your services on the internet? I feel like this is turning into like a subtle ad becoming not so subtle, but I'm going to keep reading. Okay. Okay. Until all these people were watching, lots of viewers. Uh, Alexi, I helped give her a platform that was successful enough she didn't have to go back to her 9 to 5 when things started to open back up. She was thrilled. I was thrilled. And during the course of all this, our late night conversations started to switch from work to more personal things. We lived in different states, but we texted each other good morning and had an agreement to at least tell each other good night over the phone every night no matter what. Ooh getting codependent and I love it. We admitted to having feelings for each other. We stayed up late and talked about how the universe purposely drew us together. Oh man, I've been there. This is Alexi chiming in. Uh, Been there even recently messaging with someone I'm attracted to. uh, And then the conversation being like, I think the universe drew us together for a reason. Anyway, um, she was the first person to explain to me what a twin flame was, and she told me I was hers. We even jokingly said our kids would be named River 
because we were both a little, we were both a little eccentric. I love it. My feelings toward her stream started to change once I felt we were in a long distance relationship. She kept wanting to push the envelope with regards to the objectification of herself for donations. Oh my God, is that what I'm doing on my podcast here? Asking you to Venmo me at Alexi Wasser with uh, donations to support the show? I hope not. Um, Okay, back to the email. Again, I apologize for the interruption. So uh, he's getting pissed off because she's objectifying herself for donations and now he feels like he owns her or what have you. Okay, Alexi, what made this worse is that she wasn't as helpless as I had thought. Huh. Her ex-husband had to ag- had agreed to pay all the bills, including her rent, until October 2020. He also agreed to keep paying for her car and insurance till the lease was up in August 2021. Very quickly, she found herself sitting on a $20,000 nest egg, and I still didn't care if I was uncomfortable. Oh, and she still didn't care if I was uncomfortable. Alexi, she was putting fishnets on sale for $50. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Hold on, let me get this straight. Alexi, she was putting fishnets on for $50. She started an OnlyFans account. Mental note, delete my OnlyFans. Okay, um... It is a judge. It's a judged thing. I shouldn't have one. Okay, back to the email. I started to resent having helped her at all because she kept pushing the limit and she was never happy with the money she did have. My complaints were taken as low self-esteem or an attempt to be controlling. How did we get here? The stream I helped build was centered around cooking and IRL adventures to get ice cream and daily walks around her neighborhood. To make matters more complicated... I was taking the pandemic seriously, and she was not. She made it clear I needed to come visit her in person before we could take the next step and potentially set boundaries around her content. These frustrations occurred right at the start of the third wave. Jesus Christ, let me just interject again. It's uh, Lexi here. Um, There's a lot going on here. There's falling in love, control issues, um, codependency, manipulation, a pandemic, a third wave of the pandemic, money, uh, ex-husbands or fiancés, just it's a lot. And uh, oh my God, I'm like turned on by this. Okay, anyway, let me just, I'm just trying to sort out how I feel in regards to this. I don't want to miss a beat. And I'm jealous that she has so much money in her account, you know, just from Twitch. Okay, back to the email. So... These frustrations occurred, Alexi, right at the start of the third wave. I tried to explain I was doing my civic duty by staying put when possible. I tried to reason that 2020 had been unfair to a lot of people and waiting to see each other was just another version of that. She disagreed. Mr. Mr. Mike, I, I like your style. You're right. It's like, God forbid, we, uh, you don't jump on a plane to follow through with some, you know, lustful non-relationship that wouldn't you know, really sustain once you two met each other. Actually, speaking of that, I mean, this is like the basis of every iteration or incarnation of a 90 day fiance that I love. So who am I to shit all over your dreams and hers? But you're right. Thank you for being responsible. And she doesn't agree. Well, you know, yin and yang, as they say, yin and yang, just kidding. Okay. Um, Two weeks ago, I finally stopped fighting it and said I would visit her. Oh, come on. I said I would visit her for the first week of December. 
She was happy, but not as happy as I had expected. Oh God, you two are like in a real, this is toxic. This is fully toxic. You're in a dance. You're recreating dynamics from long ago. Don't stop. Keep talking. All right, Alexi, I started to notice little things here and there. Oh, you did? All right. Uh, so am I. We all are. Alexi, one instance, she said she wished I supported her the way I did in the beginning. Did she, did she mean financially? I really wish that level of support could have remained the same as well, but I had no idea how far she was going to take her new fame. Okay. Alexi, I also mentioned I missed the way she treated me in the beginning. Well, yesterday I was going through my phone, looking at old messages, and started to screenshot some of the sweet things she used to say. Things like, all I want is to be closer to you, or I need to hear your voice at least once a day. I sent the screenshots to her as an example of how she used to act towards me. Oh my god, Mike, I've done the exact same thing, except I didn't send them to the guy, but I remember being like, did we used to be more romantic than we are now? And I took myself down a wormhole of like looking at old texts and then being and then screenshotting them. I was what I was really doing was emotionally cutting myself and wasting a lot of time and energy. But uh, you were in it. You you were in it, and so was she. So let's get back to what you're telling me. So Alexia, I sent her the screenshots, and she agreed there had been a shift in behavior, but was adamant my change in attitude towards her profession happened first. Then she proceeded to lead into a conversation about how my negative attitude towards her profession made her realize she wasn't ready for a relationship. I immediately got defensive because this felt like, it's not you, it's me. It felt like that kind of card. I tried to explain how the base level of support had never gone away from me. It was just that I didn't sign up for the kind of content she was making, but was willing to persevere to not lose us. No, she said. So Alexi, if I had kept quiet and not expressed how some of the things... Uh, okay, so if I had kept quiet and not expressed how some of the things you were doing made me uncomfortable, we'd still be together? Yes, she said. So now you want to be accountable to no one, and if that means losing this, that's okay? Yes, she said. She's 30 and I'm 35. Dating in your 30s is rough enough, but when you finally find that person you think you were looking for only to lose them over something you helped build, it stings. We've already done the awkward shift of blocking each other on social media, the pain of knowing you might not ever speak another uh, the pain of knowing you might not ever speak another word. It hurts. It's pain, emotion, anger, and loss all wrapped together. Was I wrong to feel uncomfortable about what she was doing for money? What's your recipe for a broken heart? Thanks, Alexi. Signed, Mike. Oh my God, Mike, so much to unpack here. And uh, thank you for uh, indulging me as I try to unpack your email while reading your email. So much is going on. So from what I gathered, you two have never met in real life, but you've had a very intense pandemic relationship over, um, over social media or texting or who knows what you've done, Zoom and this and that. Your two questions, how do you get over a broken heart? Listen, is it really a broken heart? Yes, you're feeling a lot of feelings. You were, this was toxic. Whether she knows what she was doing or you know what you were doing, both of you were playing a part. From what I gather in reading this email, um, 
could it have been love? It sounds more like it was lust. It was codependence. It was yearning. It was like just desire and wanting to be wanted and wanting attention. And you help this girl with something or other. You thought she was out of your league. You Now you feel used. You're getting territorial because you don't like the content she's putting out. It's not really your say. You can't dictate that. If it's not working for you and you don't like it, then you have to untether yourself from a situation that you're not happy with that makes you feel bad. You want her to be somebody who she is not. And now um, you're detoxing from your addiction to her. You know, so you are, uh, what's the word for it? You are in withdrawal from your drug of choice, which is this sexy, exciting, tumultuous adventure that you went on with this girl that did you ever meet her in real life? How many hours have you spent in person? Uh, none. And I know all this can feel very real, but uh, this sounds like a lot of lust and emotion and intensity and passion and and uh, the whole twin flame thing. And it's not good for you because it feels like you feel bad and she's, it's just not happening. It's not happening. So yeah, you blocked each other. Great. Try to stay away from her social media. And the whole twin flame thing, they say, I don't know, these, these phrases scare me. Not, they don't scare me, but make me sick. No, they don't make me sick. I'm no stranger to these phrases of like soulmate and twin flame. And I've had conversations with my very close friends about, yeah, I have really close friends. How dare you? Um, about, you know, what does twin flame mean? And twin flame, uh, I've heard somebody I respect uh, define the phrase twin flame as two people who are not soulmates, but they're meant to meet for a reason to learn something. So here's the thing. Yes, fine. Call each other your tw- twin flame. You burned bright and you burned out quick and you learned something. What did you learn? Well, quiet yourself. Quiet yourself. Go inward and recognize the fact that this relationship you had with this person got you closer to understanding what you want in a romantic relationship and what you sure as hell don't want. Okay, all it was, it was neither good nor bad. Maybe it was a bit uncomfortable, but it's a growing pain and you've had a learning experience and that's what it is. And it's a very weird time. I'll say it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It is a weird time. I have not had sex in about a year. I've not gone on any dates in real life. And uh, how it's, 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 I'm sure everybody, I mean, like I count, I, I consider pandemic sex, uh, sexting. Because I'm not going to go make out with some new person or go on a date in real life. I've not done that in a year. Um, so, so of course, it's very easy to have romances, like virtual romances. It's modern. It's futuristic. It sure as hell, it sure as hell uh, works for the pandemic. I mean, it's uh, the safest sex, safest romantic relationship you can have is, uh, you know, a cyber one. But... Let it be over. Walk away from it. If it's not easy and it doesn't feel good, walk away and learn a lesson from it and fine tune what you need for yourself. Um, 
something I'm doing, um, cause I'm not dating or anything, but I, something I'm doing, I am a total flirt. I love flirting. I live my life in a flirtatious way. It's just how I like to live. Like, I just like to have like lots of enthusiastic, you know, happy, fun, curious, excited energy. And I'm fascinated by people and I, I am very romantic and, you know, I have all my own issues, what, what have you. But lately, my main goal, all I want to do is to be happy. I want to be happy in every possible moment, okay? Which is not always easy, of course, because I have, my, you know, my mood is different day to day, especially during this pandemic. Feel free to take a shot of uh, water, soda, espresso, or alcohol every time I say pandemic or podcast. Anyway, and what makes me happy and what reminds me, or what steers me closer to happiness especially with the romantic stuff and like, cause I can very easily like I, I lose myself to romance and I lose myself to, well, that's, we'll save that for a deep dive in, in a, on another day on another episode. Um, but my main goal now is to make friends because I want to be friends with people first because then I can be my complete self and I can meet somebody, hopefully they're being their complete self just I want to be friends with everybody and then have that foundation and then if something turns into something naturally great fantastic and then I I would meet somebody in person wearing a mask and go on a walk in a park with them you know during the day not at night in an alley or like in a scary section of the park but whatever but I want I don't want to accidentally get sucked into like some kind of like this, like what what you just wrote to me about where it's like turned into this like toxic, intense, passionate thing that's like not healthy. I want it something to be like effortless, happy, loving, easy, honest, joyous. Dare I say joyous? Is that too cornball to say that? But yeah, and I want to be completely myself because for me, maybe other people can relate to this in the past. My goodness, by the way, I'm, I'm gesturing, I'm gesturing wildly to no one. I'm in my living room using my podcast equipment, looking at my plant across the way, a gift, a beautiful gift from my, my wonderful ex-boyfriend. Uh, it's flourishing by the way. I'll have, you know, um, anyway, I'm gesturing wildly though. It's just hilarious. It's like I'm conducting a symphony uh, or I'm, you know, whatever. Um, the main goal for me is to always be myself. I just want to be completely myself and I don't want to shrink myself out of uh, fear that somebody won't like me. And I, I I can do that. And a lot of people have a tendency to do that. Like it's, it can be just a subconscious thing where when you're flirting with someone and you want them to love you or think you're attractive or have a crush on you or something, and you get into the whole like romantic situation vibe, it's easy to like, feel you just shrink yourself and feel like you have to morph into some idea of what you think they want you to be. And that's just dangerous territory for me. So I have to manage myself better in uh, romance situations or uh, whatever. So that's my main goal right now, being a single woman, living my life pandemic style. Um, Is that first goal is to be friends with everybody, be happy and be completely myself in every situation. So maybe that's helpful for you, but I wish you well. And I'm sorry, Mike, that this happened. But again, I don't feel sorry for you or this girl because 
I do believe, I do believe you met each other for a reason to learn something. I feel that way about every encounter, whether it feels good or bad. I don't think it's a mistake and you can always learn something. And guess what? There's another email. This one is from R. Um, hi, Lexi. I've missed you. And by the way, if I sound like I'm being condescending when I'm reading them, I'm not being condescending. I'm just trying to like put some kind of twist. So it's not just my, my same voice, like monotone. I don't want to end up getting monotone. So I try to like put a little pizzazz and punch into my reading of the email. And then I think it is coming off a little bit condescending. Like I'm judging the email. That's not the case. So I'm just putting that out there to uh, reassure no one who's asking me if I'm being condescending. That's just my fear of, uh, hurting anybody's feelings or you know seeming like I'm being disrespectful all right hi Lexi I've missed you and your show so much I hope all is well with you please continue to stay healthy thank you very much uh Lexi I'm 28 and I plan to start online dating after the pandemic the problem is though every time I've ever started to write an online dating profile in the past I start to cringe at the idea and end up not ever going through with it I like meeting people in the real world, but online seems like the way to go now. This is so perfect. I'm reading your, your uh, email right now in this order. Okay, let me continue. Alexi, my question to you is, how do you make a Tinder or any dating app, dating profile, look and sound good? I don't want to just hook up, but I also don't want to make my profile sound like I'm dying for a serious relationship either. Any bio writing suggestions are so welcome too. I trust your taste more than anyone on these matters and would love your personal take. Lots of love and welcome back. Your fans missed you. Signed, R. Oh my goodness, R. Thank you so much. Um, I hope you still feel that way after you listen to this episode. Thank you for your email. Just, okay, your dating profile. Well, I first of all, I agree with you. It would be so much nicer to like, I like meet somebody at a party or a dinner party, a dinner party or at the supermarket. I was talking to somebody recently and by talking, I mean, DMing with somebody like a, a, a new internet pen pal about how like uh, in <sighs> supermarkets are the greatest pickup places or just the greatest, like the sexual energy and the tension. It feels so alive because everybody has to go to the supermarket, don't they? You know, you're, you're walking down the aisle. It's just like there's no pressure because you're just at the supermarket, but the people watching is fantastic and it's just so charged. It's my favorite place to people watch and feel desirable. I just love it. I love supermarkets, Target, the Apple Store, the Grove. That's a mall in Los Angeles in case you don't know what the Grove is. Um, where else? There's so many places in Los Angeles I could just rattle off, but I'll do that on another day. Um, so for your dating profile, I would say, here's the stuff with the photos. I mean, on one hand, you want to be who you are. You should just do exactly what you feel compelled to do because then you'll meet someone who accepts you for who you are. I mean, that's the real answer. When I look at, and this is a, a woman who wrote me this email uh, that I just read. Off the top of my head, I would say I would prefer you don't post a photo with you and a bunch of your friends because it takes the focus off you. It's confusing. What are you trying to hide? What's happening here? It should just be you. I'd prefer if you're not, I mean, I wouldn't post a photo of me drinking alcohol, but I don't drink alcohol anymore. I just think it's a sloppy look. Um, if you smoke, 
if you're on Hinge, Hinge will have you answer the question of how tall you are and if you smoke. Other apps won't leave room for that or make you answer these questions. Um, I hope you don't smoke because we can just we can just keep it moving. I don't gotta I don't have to address this. Um, but yeah, a photo of your face, not filtered. Maybe you got your just looking like yourself. Okay, not heavily filtered like I usually post my face on Instagram stories. Is like, you know, I'm using some kind of ridiculous filter and it looks like a, ha- a hazy pudding face of haze. Uh, just a nice photo of you, shoulders up. But, you know, light light to minimal, you know, minimal makeup, maybe a little bit of lip balm, not a, 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 a touch of color, some light mascara. I'm, I don't mean to just make your face the way I present my face, but get yourself presentable how you present yourself to the world and how you would look on a first date, okay? Don't be goofy and have a photo of you wearing a mask. Let's see your face, okay? Second photo, we're going to need a full length. We don't want any surprises here. I would prefer everybody, whatever gender, whatever sexual orientation, what have you, tell, oh my God, there's a plane going. Don't they know I'm podcasting? (sighs) Hold for plane. All right. In a perfect world, everyone would include their height whether or not they smoke, whether or not they smoke pot or weed, as the kids say. Um, maybe even astrological sign. That could be great. Birth date, so we can get to the astrological sign. Height, do you smoke? What kind of drugs do you do? Anyway, we're going to need a full-length photo of you. Head to toe, we want to see what we're dealing with here. I, I want to see that of a man. Well, do I? Yes, I do. And uh, I think, you know, if you're you date men... Did you say you date men or am I just making horrible heterosexual gender assumptions of blah, blah, blah. Let me reread this again. Okay. You really didn't say anything about that. So I'm just projecting who I am onto you. But that's what you wanted. So, okay, I'm going to keep going. Include a full length photo. If you have an animal, maybe include a photo. People are horrible, make jokes. They're like, oh, a woman with a cat photo, sad cat lady. Well, they can go fuck themselves. Cats are fantastic. Cats, dogs, animals in general, just present yourself how you are. There you go. I think we've said it. Um, but I'm no master at my Raya profile. I'm on Raya. And what do I say? I've got, a, I've got some photos on there. Got a close-up, some full length so you can see my body. Uh... I had one photo that I had on my Instagram account. I put that on my Raya, but it was like a photo of me. It was like a little too sultry. It is still on my Instagram. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, go check it out. But uh, it was like me in Vegas and I'm, I'm, I'm pressed. I'm on the the other side of a glass, like a, a glass, I don't know, like a frosted glass door. And I'm on the other side of that frosted door. And I'm pressing into it and you can see like, you can see the outline of my body because the, the light coming through. I think it's kind of arty, seductive, sexy. And you can see my areolas and I'm thinking, this is great. But I put that up. First, I didn't have it up because I was like, too much. I'm a, I'm a girl with, you know, <sighs> I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. But I'm, I, I was like, I didn't have it up. Then I thought, fuck it. All these other girls have these 
sultry, scandalous photos up. I'm going to put my sultry, scandalous, semi-arty, nude photo up kind of thing, what have you. But I, but then I didn't like the reactions I got because like all of a sudden I put it up and then I was like, why am I getting so many more matches on Raya? Oh, wow. The men I'm matching with are much, but much better looking than the, the men I was matching with previously. And then I was like, oh shit, I put the, the arty semi-nude photo up. And then I was like, ugh, I don't like this. Cause then I don't know. I felt like I just made myself sick doing that. I was like, I felt like I was playing the game, but it wasn't my style. Um, I don't know. It's a weird thing because I also want to like celebrate loving my body and be sexual and all that. And it's a dating app and I want somebody to think I'm fuckable. Is that okay that I'm saying that? It's, it is my podcast. But anyway, I want to be that and I want a man to find me to be just to, to on that level, like animalistic level, be into me. So I left it up for a little bit, but then, but then I was getting like men who were like, oh, tell me about that photo. Like what's going on there? And like, you know, it's really, it's using the word hot, which for me, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right for me. It feels like too Paris Hilton-y. And so I took, I took it down. I took it down and I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. I'm matching with very handsome men. It doesn't matter anyway. It's the apocalypse. Nobody's going to meet up. It's just not happening. I'll never have sex again is what I'm trying to say. Um, anyway, did I help you at all? I hope I did. Just be safe. Don't get COVID. And by the way, speaking of dating, it's ridiculous. Oh, God. I have gotten some insane offers via Raya or just via Instagram from like, there's this one guy who's gorgeous, much younger than me. He was like in his early 20s, completely gorgeous, 6'4", model, actor, musician, producer, what have you. I don't know, whatever, who cares? Doesn't matter. Gorgeous. Dewy, supple skin, whatever. How dare you? I'm trying to tell the story. Oh my God, I'm, I'm going to faint. Okay. So he messages me and right out of the gate, he's like, you're gorgeous. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I, I was very excited that he said that. I was like, <gasps> and I freaked out. I like texted everybody. Oh, I just hurt my, t- <laughs> I'm so excited. I like chipped my tooth just now again, retelling the story. But I was so excited by his like, uh, f- you know, first line out into the you know the initial dating message app thing whatever I like texted all my friends and I was like I can't believe this guy is so oh my god he just said hey you're gorgeous and I was like I was like I was just about to say the same thing about you anyway then that quickly morphed into and I should have known I should have never taken like his initial message to me like super seriously and like I, I like took it to my core I was like oh my god he thinks I'm gorgeous I can't believe it somebody thinks I'm gorgeous quickly turned into he was like listen I'm not looking for anything serious but if you'd like me to come over uh I would love to come over I'm excellent at giving head and I give great massages and Mind you, I had never spoken to this guy on the phone, never even sent voice notes with him. We're just messaging on the app. And I was like, (laughs) I just thought that was so ridiculous and hilarious. But I went through so many waves of emotion because I was like, at first I was like, I was like shocked. I was like, oh my God, Jesus. And then I was like, well, I do love massages. 
Good at giving head, you say? Interesting for a young whippersnapper in his early 20s using the phrase, I'm good at giving head, which seems like a very like 1970s kind of way to speak. I was kind of, I was, I was into it. I was like, oh. And then I told one of my friends, a girlfriend of mine who I really love and respect, and she was like, sounds kind of hot. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm the kind of person using the word hot with her because she's so cool. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is hot. It is. It is kind of hot. And then I was like, I have to take him up on this. Slow down. I'm, I haven't, I'm not done with the story yet. Let me just finish this. But I was like, I have to take him up on this. When will I ever get the opportunity? A man throwing himself at me to give me the opportunity to let him have sex with me? To let him go down on me? And then I fucking came to my senses and I was like, oh my God, I, I was like thinking as if I were a man or something. Like, I should be so lucky. Like, wow, somebody would have sex with me. I must jump at the chance. He doesn't want, he wants zero ties, nothing serious. And we'll probably never talk again, but he's going to give me a massage. And, and this, uh, and then I declined. I declined. I came to my senses, but wow, the roller coaster of emotions that I went on and I finally came back to my sense. But, but, but that was enough. Like that was the fling, the offer. First of all, being called gorgeous, that was enough. Then the, the offer of sex and the cozy, cozy massage, uh, you know, making me happy detail of how he would, whatever. Anyway, I was like, this is, this is it. We did it. This counts as full pandemic sex because we don't have to meet. I don't have to hear your voice. We're not going to ever meet in person. You're not coming to my house. But I count this as full sex during a pandemic. We didn't even textually sext or sext or text, sexy text. None of that. He just made a blanket offer like a pro. And then I said to him, I was like, wow. You little Lothario, you. I really did say this. I was like, you little Lothario. You're, you're a master. You're a master pandemic Lothario. I was like, how many girls have you done this with? And he was like, well, like two or three, which probably means like seven or none. I don't know. But uh, I was like, all right. Well, I, I respect that. Thank you very much. But here's what I was going to say before I was so rudely interrupted by myself. By the way, this is insane. I've been talking nonstop for nearly an hour, just staring at a wall, staring, staring at this, at this plant. I've already forgotten the name of it again. Ugh. Monstera, Monstera, Monstera. I really don't like calling it a cheese plant. I really don't. Anyway, what I was going to say before I was so rudely interrupted by me a few times was the craziest thing about this on dating apps, and I've been talking to, I mean, I talk to a lot of wonderful people, whether it's like in my DMs on Instagram and it's just friendly and platonic and, and, and it has potential as like a friendship or a relationship or it's romantic, whatever. I've had lots of different types of pen pal relationships on, on uh, Raya and more importantly on Instagram. I prefer my, f the friendships I strike up on Instagram, but um, cause it just seems like more, natural and less pressure and also like rooted in something real and authentic as they say um but the crazy thing is everybody's like don't worry i got covid tested or i'll show you my covid test don't worry if you're worried about covid I'm, i'll wear a mask i'm gonna i'm gonna show you my covid test 
And yet people are still not saying, and I'll show you a herpes test or an HIV test or an STI, STD test. You know, it's like, okay, so now it's during a pandemic and we all have this, well, I wish we all had this awareness that we have to like be very careful and safe and, you know, take precautions and get COVID tested as much as possible and socially distance. And yet, how about doing that and getting tested for sexually transmitted infections slash diseases? And having evidence and proof that you're negative for those things too. Why is it so hard to get all the calming reassurance that is needed when it comes to modern dating? Oh my God. It's just so hard. I always feel like I'm the one who always has to go get like blood tested or worry I get something even though I have protected sex when I used to have sex even though it's been a been a real slow year i think we know why but also i've also heard that people were like i was reading an article about sex clubs like still happening during the pandemic can you fucking believe that people just like going to like group orgy sex club situations and they're only now just getting shut down unbelievable it's just so confusing i'm gonna have so many questions when i start dating again if and when this this virus ever goes away or we get a vaccine and we will we will we will we will um but when the world opens up again and dating starts happening more frequently in a safer, calmer way, I'm going to have so many questions being single and out there officially dating again. It's, gonna, it's, like, it's not just going to be like, oh, do you get along with your mother? What's your relationship with your dad like? Have you ever gone to a therapist? So do you have any STD? It's not going to just be that, which it will be still, but it'll also be like, so have you, if I were to Google you like hard, have you ever been me too? Or um, do you think there's a chance, you know, of anybody from your past coming out against you with something shady and horrible and toxic and disgusting and dangerous that you've done to them? but hasn't surfaced yet? Is there is that a possibility? Because if, if we do this seven months into it, maybe a year, two years, who God knows how far into it, is something from your past going to pop up and haunt you and make me th- reconsider and question our entire relationship and the foundation of, you know, us being brought together? Uh, so that's something to worry about. But also it's going to be like, did you wear a mask during the pandemic? And then I'm just going to have to leave if they say, oh, no, I didn't wear a mask or I kind of did. But, you know, sometimes, but, you know, I would go jogging without it because, you know, or, yeah, I did. Go, I did go to restaurants, though, because, you know, I'm just I can't do it. I can't do it. <sighs> yeah. Did you wear a mask during the pandemic? What was your deal with really in relationship with going out to places like restaurants just because they opened up again, even though COVID was surging still? Um, are you an addict? Those are standards. Are you an addict? Are you a cheater? Are you married? Do you have kids you've not told me about or you don't know about? Um, 
Yeah, I don't even know. Should we, should dating even, ha- I don't know. I don't know. I mean, dating men, me, me dating men. I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm going to go back to what I said earlier, because that gives me hope because I forgot that I was in a better mindset like 20 minutes ago when I said, wait, what did I say? When I said, I just want to be friends. I just want to be friends. My goal is to be friends with people first, continue to be exactly who I am, which is what keeps me happy and grounded put my happiness first, be exactly who I am. And then I will meet people I meant to meet and be friends with because they'll be meeting me exactly as I am. And I'll be meeting them exactly as they are. And from there, everything will be great. Oh my God. She's Louise. Okay. I got one more email before we wrap this show up and land this goddamn plane. The initial Welcome back podcast is what I'm calling it, maybe. All right. This one is from, I'm probably going to, I can't ask you how to pronounce this, but if you were here, I would ask you. Renan? Rena? Okay, let me read this. Hello, Alexi. First, let me say sorry for my bad English, not my first language. I've been following you since the Josh Radner episode of the Love Alexi podcast, and your Insta story is one of my favorite things to watch before going to sleep. Anyway, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the following. I don't really believe in astrology, but I am an Aquarius like you. When I become interested in someone, I will try my best to get this person to like me back. But once we've kissed or we've had sex, and I know they are into me, I am no longer interested in the same way that I was before. It has been said to me that this is an Aquarius trait, to be cold or detached. Can you relate to this in any way? As I said before, I love your Insta stories. Signed, Renan. Renan, Renan, Renan. I don't know how to pronounce your name, but I tried a lot of different variations and maybe one of them was correct. And I do apologize for that. And uh, let me answer this question. Well, here's the thing. Astrology can be a very dangerous thing. Uh, I know because I read way too much into astrology. I have definitely done so in the past be it with the pattern app on my iPhone or the CoStar astrology app on my iPhone. I just got the new iPhone, by the way, because I've had a seven for so long and I finally got the 12 Pro Plus or whatever it's called. And I must have like, I must have, I don't know if it's trust issues or I'm like holding on to the past because I still, I got it like days ago and I still haven't, I haven't uh, transferred my stuff over from the seven to the brand new phone. But uh, yeah, I have a hard time letting go, I guess. It's it's symbolic of a, of a more meaningful issue. Anyway, yes, I am familiar actually with that trait. And yes, I am an Aquarius. And I have heard it's an Aquarian thing of like, you think you want something, you get it, and then you freak out and you get cold. And But then again, I don't know how old you are. I don't know what your family of origin situation is, what your deal with your... I don't even know if you're a man or a woman or what gender you identify with. Um, I don't know so much in general, but then I also don't know so much about your situation, but, uh, yeah, maybe there's some avoidance, maybe, um, maybe it's part of it. Like you want the validation and you want love or you want the attention from a person. And then once you get it, maybe you don't know what to do with it because you feel uncomfortable and you feel stressed out and you want to get out of the situation because you feel anxious or just yeah stressed out by it because you think 
you think a lot is going to be required or asked asked of you. But I, then again, I'm I'm assuming. And you know what happens when you assume. But uh, I definitely did this a lot when I was younger, even in elementary school. But you know, I have my own issues. Um, and I definitely have daddy issues. I have mommy issues. I have life issues. I got pandemic issues. Um, but I can definitely relate to what you're saying. And it's a thing. It's almost like you want to collect someone. You want to be liked. You want to be wanted. You want to co- collect a person's affection. And then when you get it, you got what you wanted and you're out of there. That is a possibility. You conquered. You conquered it and then you're running. It's like you're you're avoiding. It's like being an avoidant. There are all different types of attachment theories. There's a there are Google attachment theories. You can be a secure attached person in a relationship when it comes to love. And it's based on the modeling you had as a child in your family, as a kid. Um, you can be anxiously attached. Uh, you can be a, an avoidant. You can be, I can't remember. I'm not a doctor. I am not a doctor. I'm just trying to serve as a big sister you never knew you needed or wanted. Um, but no, Renan, 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 whoever you are, beautiful, I'm sure, though, in spirit, inside and out, know that you're not alone. Just listen to your feelings. Listen to your intuition. I always say, I, I really do feel this. This is something that's changed my life, aside from like removing alcohol from my life, because I feel like not drinking makes me just have a lot more clar- clarity. Um, intuition and how your body responds to situations and people around you that shit is gold. It's so, it's invaluable. It's invaluable. It's so important. And when you push aside your gut reaction and you try to stifle your gut reaction and your intuition, oh, that's dangerous. Don't do that. And I feel like the best way to hone your intuition is med- through meditation. Meditation, meditation. And I will get into more in, more into that. And I spoke about it earlier, but uh, that has been a life changer for me. So, you know, you're figuring things out. Just like the other emails I got today that I read, you have an encounter with someone. It's a learning experience. And you try to listen to your gut and, you intui- and your intuition. And you try to go towards what feels good and remove yourself from situations that feel uncomfortable, unpleasant toxic, draining, um, and just keep listening, listen to your body and, uh, yeah, but it's better than, uh, staying in something that's wrong for you because you feel like you have to, there's also a chance that you have the, you have an encounter with someone and you feel like you want to tr- be with them in some way or another, whether, you know, make out, have sex or and then something about it isn't right. And then you remove yourself from the situation. But I, again, I don't have enough facts. So again, for people sending emails in the future, give me as, I mean, don't give me 10 pages of stuff. I mean, just try to tell me what you can. Um, and feel free to always send me voice notes. Try to give me all the pertinent information when you send me these emails or voice notes. Send anything and everything to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. And something I offer that I love doing, that I'm uh, that I'm good at, and I've been doing for years now, which shocks me, uh, 
I have these things called big sister sessions where I serve again as the big sister you never knew you needed or wanted where yes, I'm completely unqualified. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist, uh, but I'm not claiming to be. I'm claiming to be someone who's been through so much bullshit, so much shame, so many spirals, so many uh, horrific life experiences that have forced me to grow and uh, learn and change that I've been through all of it. So maybe you don't have to go through it or I can hold your hand and guide you through whatever turmoil it is you're going through. So I offer these sessions, which are one hour, one-on-one sessions via Zoom called Big Sister Sessions. And if that sounds like something you would like to experience, whoever you are, wherever you are, male, female, whatever gender you identify with, there is a link in my bio on my Instagram page, at Alexi Wasser. Click it, get the info, make an appointment, and you and I will have our own private one-on-one big sister session. And it'll be like me reading one of these emails, except you'll be there, you'll be able to fill in the blanks, and uh, we'll just get a lot deeper. How dare you? I'm not flirting with you. I'm just saying we'll be able to go deeper into the issue and whatever, and it's all about you, and all my attention will be focused on you. Anyway... I think I've said it all. That's all the time we have for today's first episode back, the quarantine episodes, the quarantine sessions of the Love Alexi podcast. I will see you next week. I am so looking forward to reading all of your emails. And uh, yeah, until then, I love you.